The Florida Panthers pick up a big two points on the road at Amelie Arena with the win, a little step closer to the wild card spot, but also puts more into question what the Florida Panthers' approach will be at the upcoming trade deadline. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, March 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as send in your subscription to it and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Chicago Blackhawks game on March 10th. Best of luck, everybody. So the Florida Panthers, like we mentioned, they go into Tampa, defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a final score of 4-1, to steamroll the Tampa Bay Lightning, Never n- never trailed in this one. Hot start to the first period. Missing your two top two centers in, in this one. And I sounded very pessimistic going into this one. But the Florida Panthers, they proved that they still have many lives ahead of them. With uh, just 20, about just over 20 games left in the season still that this, this team is still very much alive, but it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, which means Jacob Winans is here to discuss the win for the Florida Panthers over the Tampa Bay lightning. Jacob, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a weird feeling actually recording one on a Wednesday morning. Uh, maybe we'll get some rest and get our thoughts together after a big win last night. So this is a, this is an exciting one. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And uh, I was at the game last night at Emily Arena, drove back the the same night back home, got home a little bit after uh, midnight. So good to uh, also sleep on this a little bit. Did I did, in fact, watch the Bally Sports uh, postgame show uh, this morning. You could watch it on demand if you have the Bally Sports uh, app, which I got to hear uh jessica blaylock and ed jovanowski go over the game as well as well as experience it myself in, in, in person up on the in the gulf coast but man talk about let's talk about this game of course we we knew the situation where the florida panthers were going without their top two centers of course anton lindell's having to step up on that on that top line etulus theranen as well the florida panthers going 11 f7b with Casey Fitzgerald coming in, Gregory Denisenko going out, Casey Fitzgerald talking about how it's a full circle moment for him to be playing for the Florida Panthers, being cousins with uh, Matthew Kachuk, his father, Tom Fitzgerald, uh, playing for the franchise who Tom Fitzgerald just traded for uh, Sharks forward Timo Meyer in the, for the trade deadline. And of course, being uh, college teammates with Colin White, a full circle moment for him. So he inserts into the lineup. But you, you are without your top two centers but it was the florida panthers centers who were getting 
on the board for 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 the Panthers in this one. I mean, outside of the first five minutes, uh, the the Panthers were really controlling the play. I mean, early on they were they were struggling with their zone exits as as well. The Bobrovsky was having to stop a few uh, uh, from behind from Corey Perry, who got to right right in front of uh, Victor Hedman as well. But it was the it was the forwards for 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 the Panthers who were who were and and the centers especially who were the the story of this game. Yeah, I mean Eric Stahl had a a, a vintage performance. Um, looked like like the old captain of the the Carolina Hurricanes out there. Um, Etuva Sturanen played a great, great game. Um, the, the, the centers really, really showed up, um, kind of took it to Tampa, which was really unexpected. Um, but I, I think uh, the, the scoring punch, there's a, there's a lot added to, to, the, to the, the top six right now with Anthony Duclair back in the lineup, driving play. Uh, you saw him involved in, in Etu's goal. Uh, you saw him rewarded with an empty netter at the end of the game, but he's he's really helping to drive play. I felt like Eric Stahl was fantastic. Uh, the puck possession is there. Uh, it seems like that's that's the one thing he's not going to lose, even as his foot speed slows down. And then Anton Lindell, a guy who uh, he's had a tough season, uh, kind of a sophomore slump, but he really needed a big game. He had to break out a little bit of of the the, the rut he's in, and he had a, a beautiful goal too. So I think the Panther centers they. They really showed their depth uh, in that game. And, and uh, once Barkov and Bennett get back in the lineup and we see what this team looks like fully healthy, I, I'm going to be uh, – it's going to be really exciting to see that because the, the Panthers have had some centers step up in their absence. And if you get those two guys back, uh, these guys who played so well against Tampa's big guns are going to be now playing against third and fourth lines. Uh, it, it's, it's a good situation to be in uh, heading down the stretch. Yeah, and, and you talk about Anton Lundell scoring, where Zach Bogosian kind of miss uh, misplays the the um, the puck as as he was on the on the edge of the neutral zone as as it was entering the Panthers zone, and then Anton Lundell just outspeeds him to get to beat Vasilevsky there. And then you spoke about Anthony Duclair driving, and then uh, Corey Perry checking out um checking out of his stick and Etulus Thorin and just pouncing on, on a puck with like. Not even, I not even a full second by from the time Corey Perry checked it out of hit Duclair's stick. Then Etu is there to 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 shoot to to shoot it past Vasilevsky there as well. And then Eric Stahl with the deflection of, and this is also with the Florida Panthers uh, getting a goal called back on 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 the on the on the power play where Matthew Kachuk it was goalie interference. He did have his stick on Vasilevsky. But also Paul Maurice had uh, successful challenges too. Uh, one that would that would have uh, had the Panthers at three one uh, as well. But it, there was an, an offside for the for the for the light night lightning on Nick Perbix's goal, and then another one where uh, Alex Kalorn forces Bobrovsky out of his net, and 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 that one was called for goaltender interference as as well for the. Tampa Bay Lightning as well, but I also got an opportunity to ask Paul Maurice what he thought of him being him being down two of his top centers and how he was able to to get this win and protect Bob. Here's what um, Paul Maurice had to say after the game. I, I, I thought in the first two we did an incredible job on back pressure and gap. We turned we we, we changed possession 
didn't give them the line. They like, couldn't get into create. They're so dynamic once they get inside your line that we were pretty good at holding the line tonight. Yeah, so Paul Murray spoke about how back check was really well for, for the Panthers. Sergey Bobrovsky only facing 11 or, or 12 shots uh, in, in the first two periods, but Bobrovsky saving his best for last. But what did you think of the, the Panthers just closing the slot for uh for the Tampa Bay Lightning in their in their own zone yeah I think uh especially in the modern era of hockey there really isn't much of a distinction at times between defense and forwards uh to be a successful defensive team it really does take all five guys on the ice playing a key role in defending and that's the hardest thing to do in in hockey is is have a five-man defense uh really uh, really, really all working to to have a sound defensive game. And I think the Panthers yesterday really had played great team defense. Uh, it's something we haven't seen them do entirely this year. We've seen uh, some defensemen uh, kind of get left out to dry. Uh, not, I won't necessarily say lazy back checking, but we have seen games where the forwards, uh, the coverage isn't great and the, and the defensemen are, are really relying on that help. Uh, so the, against Tampa uh, last night, I felt like team defense was, was fantastic. It was it was five men uh, swarming. It was it was really pouncing on loose pucks, winning board battles. I felt like they did a good job of of closing time and space for Tampa's top players. It, really, the second they got the puck, there's someone in their face. I, I thought team defense was was the key uh, against Tampa, and I think that's kind of what what uh, Coach Maurice is alluding to is is the back checking. The effort was there from all the forwards. Uh, it was all it was a five man effort to support. Uh, defensively and, and keep pucks away from Bob. And especially in the first period, they did an excellent job of that. Uh, Tampa, they, they really jumped on Tampa from the, from the jump and uh, Tampa really had, had nothing going that first period and it, it kind of continued. But when you do that, when you play five man team defense, you have to give yourself goal support, uh, score a couple of goals while you're playing such good defense. And it's, it's really hard for a team to come back on you. So, uh, I felt like they did a good job of getting timely goals to go along with that team defense, and it's it's a recipe for winning games. Yeah, and Radko Gudis getting seven seven blocks on the night, uh, tying a career high. Etulus Thorinen as well. We know how how great he is in the, on the defensive front uh, for the Panthers. And the first and third line, Lundell, Kachuk, Reinhardt, and Lombard, Stahl, Cousins, those uh, two lines combined for one shot on goal against at five on five to the first two periods. So, so just go um great way to protect your goaltender and even with some silly penalties especially to delay of game penalties uh for the panthers they were able to stop the league's second best uh power play unit but in segment number two we're going to continue talking about this game talk about the the panthers and how they performed at amelie arena in the regular season over the last few seasons how much of a confidence boost this is for the panthers and of course we talk about this continuing questions on the panthers and the upcoming trade deadline. But first, we're going to tell you all about Indeed. And no matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire in all in, all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirement or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites helping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner to, to do it all. 
Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent according to Comscore. Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash on. Offered valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, March 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-1 to win over the Tampa Bay Lightning at Amelie Arena, their fourth and final matchup of the season. And if you want to look at it this way, uh, the Florida Panthers uh, win the season series if, as far as points, 5-4. So that's a little bit of a kind of a victory lap where the first one they lost in overtime. And, of course, the last two were just beatings of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning. So that's an encouraging sign. So, Jacob, uh, the Florida Panthers are are now 4-2-2 and at Emily Arena in the regular season since 2021. Let's not forget that they lost seven straight right before that. And uh, I had an opportunity to ask uh, Sergei Bobrovsky how he's felt about uh, – performing at Emily Arena and him getting uh, used to it. Uh, here's what he had to say. Yeah, it's a great building. You know, fans give the good, uh, good, at- create the good atmosphere. You know, it's electric. It's so much fun to play here and, uh, and even more fun to win. So, Jacob, I know, I know a lot of people are probably screaming into uh, when, when hearing us talk about the Florida Panthers and, and playing at Emily Arena in the regular season. I, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, but they haven't had postseason success, uh, and and of course we we acknowledge that. But how how are how are you looking at this team and how comfortable they have been now in the last three seasons? With a little bit of a caveat, playing more games in the fifty six game season with the, with COVID and everything. But how are you viewing how comfortable this team is in performing in hostile environments like Emily Arena now? Yeah, I feel like they they really uh, come around and, and done well in the regular season playing in, in a building like that. Uh, Emily Arena is a intimidating building to play in as an opposing team, uh, but probably no more. It, it, it's no worse um, than being a Panthers player playing in that building. It's the biggest rival of the Lightning. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a nasty rivalry, and it has been for the last uh, handful of seasons. People go to the to Panthers Lightning games at Amelie and and they want chaos. Um, and and a lot of times the fans are rowdy and they bring the chaos. So I I think the Panthers being able to go in there, especially down to two of your best players, your top two centers, to go in there and still come out with a win, that's a huge confidence boost. And I, I feel like getting getting that regular season success and 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 going in there confident that you can win games, eventually that does translate over to the playoffs. I I really do feel. Like that's the case. Uh, that that building has been a house of horrors for the Panthers in the postseason. Um, but you start stacking some of these regular season wins up against them, especially in that building. Uh, you show you show that uh, Andre Vasilevsky is mortal. He can be beaten. He can be beaten at home. Uh, I feel like I feel like it, it can only be positive things. But for being completely honest, it's also just satisfying as hell to go into Emily Arena and, and win a game <laughs> if you're the Florida Panthers. I mean, that is not. The, their fans, our fans, don't like their fans. Uh, we we tend to have a decent amount of Panthers fans make the trip, 
And uh, if you're a Panthers fan at Emily Arena and you come out with that win, you're on top of the world leaving that building uh, surrounded by blue and, and and a lot of sad faces. It's a good feeling. Uh, there's there's no lying about that at all. So uh, and I'm sure Tampa fans would say the same thing about coming to Sunrise and leaving with the win because I've heard it myself. They're, they're always uh, pretty vocal on the way out of the building. So that's that's what rivalries are about. Uh, if the team can, if your team can go in uh, on the road, beat your biggest rival in front of their fans, there's no greater feeling than sending those fans home unhappy. Yeah, and and to our knowledge, nobody, uh, no Panther fans, uh, messed with Thunderbug uh, la, la, last night. So as far as no, to we're our, classy here, we're classy no, no, knowledge. But let's also <laughs> talk about the penalty kill too, where of course Barkoff and Bennett do play heavy minutes on the penalty kill, and but only six shots allowed. In, in five five times going to the box, Panthers are still having trouble staying out of the box. Of course, we mentioned the two delay of game penalties. The the penalty on Mark Starr was eh, a little soft in my opinion, but uh, still they 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 were able to close in close in the shooting lanes. Of course, the the biggest penalty killer of them all, Sergey Bobrovsky, as well, especially in the in the third period where they had multiple chances. Uh, there and of course on on the six on five, uh, a big stop on Sorelli as the 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 shot was uh, Stamkos' uh, shot was blocked and 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 Sorelli was growing after the loose change. Bob's stick goes into the net, but I a lot of us thought the puck was in. At least I thought at first, but Bob just sprawling out and and just saving his best for last. Give us your opinion on the penalty kill and of course. Uh, the ten million dollar man. I feel like the penalty kill. Um, it, it's really coming around right now at the best time of the year, and then getting Barkov and Bennett back out there will can only make it better. Uh, Eric Stahl, Etulo Sarinen have been great penalty killing. Uh, we've even seen guys like Ryan Lomberg get involved there, and uh, Nick Cousins has, has killed some penalties. There's a lot of guys who are are contributing uh, at that effort. Sam Reinhardt is killing penalties lately. I. I I'm really impressed with the team effort penalty penalty kill wise. Um, blocking shots is something that the Panthers have struggled with at times. And I feel like the shot blocking has, has uh, improved, especially on the PK as well. Um, but again, it all, it doesn't really matter what you do as a penalty killer and unless your goalie makes the saves, because at the end of the day, it's five men against four shots are going to get through and you can't block all of them. You can't, you can't suppress all of these shots. At the end of the day, Bob has to make saves. He did a great job yesterday making saves, some really key ones, because we know how dangerous that Tampa power play is. They have a really, really good system, and uh, they're, they're one of the teams, the few teams who are fortunate to have a, a true uh, sniper one-timer threat on both sides of their power play, with, with Kucherov being left-handed, Stamkos being right-handed. They can both get that one-timer off from opposite sides, uh, and then Braden Point in the middle. It's pretty lethal. Uh, so I... I was impressed with with the shot suppression on on the penalty kill and and some of the saves Bob made, uh, but again, you did touch on it. The Panthers really, really, if they want to if they want to make a run at the end of the season here, they're going to have to get more disciplined, have to stay out of the box, have to cut down the mental errors. Um, staying out of the box is key because at, at this time of year, power plays are are really going to they're, they're the best that they're going to be over the course of the season. They've had. 60 plus games every power play has had 60 plus games to get into a rhythm find out what works what doesn't work every power play at this time of year is capable of scoring and and that one or two goals that that can come on special teams uh can be the difference in wins and losses we've seen that happen to the panthers way more times than we would like this year where special teams is the sole reason why we lost the game so 
Uh, if the Panthers can finally get their power play rolling when Barkov and Bennett are back, uh, having Duclair back in the lineup now, the power play, there's potential for it to finally break finally break through, but the penalty kill has to stay solid. Uh, absolutely, and and that has been the biggest weakness for the Panthers all, all season. And credit to Eric Stahl and Etzelus who as far as shorthanded time on ice, they were they were a, a, about double the amount of time on ice more than a, any other forward uh, on the team. So they were just logging logging those uh, big time minutes, and of course those those uh, were likely stretched uh, with with Barkoff and uh, Bennett out of the lineup. But in segment number three, we are going to discuss a little bit of the help that the Panthers had, what are their playoff chances looking now, and does does Bill Zito pivot as far as as far as what he does in the upcoming trade deadline? We're going to discuss this next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And we're at the midway point of the NBA season. It's here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line, point, score, point scores, to three straight. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for your best chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NHL trade deadline is Friday, March 3rd. Join us live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. just as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Third third and final segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers roll over the Tampa Bay Lightning by a final score of 4-1 to one at Emily Arena. Season series is done. And the Florida Panthers do, in fact, get help uh, on the night. Still, their playoff chances, according to Money Puck, are right now at 27.5%, while New York is a third. Buffalo is 28.2%. Ottawa swept uh, Detroit in a back-to-back, uh, back-to-back games in, in Ottawa. So Detroit's chances are now at 2.8%. Washington's at 64 uh, Washington is really the only team who plays tonight as far as the wild card contenders, even though I think they're on their way out. So, and, and you, you just never know, you know, any given night in the, in the NHL where Columbus goes into Buffalo, where Buffalo struggles at home, surprisingly, uh, they, they go into their, to their arena and, and win five to three uh, Islanders losing a shootout. Penguins looks like they're going to get the first wild card spot. We've been saying that for weeks now uh, where the Panthers will be facing off against them on, uh, on Saturday night. So big game for, for the Panthers, but Jacob, uh, I still have a hard time just trying to figure out what the Panthers are going to do. You know, Sunday, Sunday, when I spoke with Alex, we talked about when the Panthers would be selling. The very next day, George Richards comes out with an article saying that the Palmer says that the Panthers won't sell at all, even though it's actually not really up to him. Mm-hmm. And then you come out with this win, you know, the the Nashville Predators, they sold at the, they're selling at the deadlines, um, trading Nino Niederreiter 
to the Winnipeg Jets and, of course, Tanner Janot to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who made his debut yesterday. But coming off this win, and if you win on on Thursday against the Nashville Predators, I, I still don't think the Panthers should buy. I'm still leaning more on the sell for the Panthers because that would be better for them long term. But if you win, if you win on Thursday, I think, I think the Panthers would just stand pat as far as what what they do with, with the trade deadline. What, how are you seeing the trade deadline now for this team? This is such a weird situation to be in, and the closest thing I can think of that that it reminds me of is um, the twenty the twenty seventeen eighteen season, where the Panthers were were in just the cellar of the league. They were they were they were in the basement, uh, go on a, on a crazy run uh, post All Star break, and they get to a point where at the trade deadline they're not quite in the playoffs, but it looks like they have a shot. So. You don't want to. You don't really want to sell, but you can't really afford to go buy. So what they did, uh, they just you, you toss a third round pick to Boston. You get Frank Vitrano. That was kind of the kind of the, the the big deadline move that the Panthers made that year. It's it's kind of a tweener move where you're in between selling and buying. You do something that can help you long term, but not necessarily mortgaging anything to to take a shot. And it really did work out. If the Panthers want to buy, it would have to be something like like that, where it's like a mid to late round pick and you get either a, a young guy who uh, you feel like analytically he, he matches in uh, or matches the style. Well, can slide in um, something like that. Something very, very minor for me. I think unless you find that perfect, that perfect really, really cheap piece that you think can, can slot in and, and help out. I think you, you probably roll uh, through the trade deadline. Just you go the rest of the season with what you got. Um, we're not in a position where, where buying makes a whole lot of sense. Cause even if we buy, you, you, you make improvements to the roster. There's not any improvement we can make to this roster that makes us the favorite against Boston in the first round. There's nothing yes. we can do at the trade deadline. That's going to make, give anyone the confidence to say we can beat Boston in the first round and make a run in the playoffs. It doesn't make sense, uh, to mortgage any kind of future assets just to go into, into a first round against Boston where we're going to be a heavy, heavy underdog regardless. Um, if it's meant to be and, and we're going to beat Boston, I think we, we we give them our best shot with what we have. We've been able to beat them a couple times this year. Uh, it, it's I don't think it would be a, a super quick series. I don't think we we get swept. I think we, we make that a six-game series. Um, but it's hockey. Anything can happen, and I don't think you mortgage the future just on, on the off chance that you can give Boston a, a little bit tougher matchup in the first round. You're still the underdog. But yeah, as far as selling, as far as as far as selling goes, sorry to cut you off there. As far as selling goes, um, I don't think you do that right now either. I think if you lose to Tampa yesterday, now we're now we're guaranteed sellers. But winning that game, it it makes it it makes it a little bit trickier. Where you, you don't want to, you have to re, you kind of have to reward the players for for staying competitive. Like you know, you guys are giving yourselves a chance, so I'm not going to go blow this up right now. I'm going to as a GM kind of owe it to your players to let them take their best shot at it and and that's the hard part, part to figure figure out when, when it when it comes to this and and what it, what an opportunity on on thursday to just continue to uh to build off what you did on sunday and the, the panthers the the benefit for the panthers is that they recently faced off against the predators of course it was a saturday matinee 
Uh, the Panthers just let Sergey Bobrovsky out to dry. That was Spencer Knight's last action in the NHL before he went to the Players Assistance Program, and the Panthers didn't really do him much uh, favors there neither. So the Panthers, it's fresh in, in their minds too. That's the best part about Thursday's matchup. It's a it's the start of a seven game homestand for for the for the Panthers, and listen the the odds still aren't good for the Panthers. Let's not let's not let's not let one win, uh, just ch- change the whole picture for for the Panthers. As great as beating Tampa is, Tam- beating Tampa is great. Don't get us wrong, but the 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 Buffalo loss still still weighs heavy on on, on this Panthers team. That's that's the that's the thing about all of this and those swing games Tuesday wasn't a swing game. Obviously I'm not breaking any news here, but it's still a little bit of a hill to climb for, for this Panthers team, but Western conference team, who's kind of fighting for a wild card spot slash selling. Uh, Actually, no, Nashville's uh, eight points out. I think they're done, but you made it, you made a really good point about the predators because the, the interesting thing about this time of year is teams that are on your schedule that look a little bit harder um, can suddenly get easier because they're, they're a team that's selling. And like you said, Nashville sold Janelle. They just traded Matthias Ekholm. They they've they've traded some key parts. They traded Nino Niederreiter. So it's not the it's not even exactly the same team we played a few days ago. And the the Panthers' biggest deadline addition is Anthony Duclair. Uh, he's back in the lineup after missing the whole year. So the Panthers are, really do have an upgrade already in-house and Nashville is depleted compared to what, what they were a couple weeks ago when we played them. So it's, that's, that's really how it goes this time of year. Some teams sell and they become a much easier opponent than they looked like on paper just a few days prior. Yeah. Uh, for, forgot to mention the Matthias Ekholm uh, trade, which he, I, I believe he has term too uh, on his uh, contract. So, and they got a first round pick out of it. David Boyle just going out with a bang right before handing the reins over to uh, Barry Trotz. So if you're yep. a predator, if you're a predators fan, you're feeling good about your future that you still get to build around Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Roman Yossi as well. And of course their stud goaltender in a uh, UC sorrow. So, uh, big opportunity uh, Tuesday night, and of course the Panthers are home where they win often. Uh, so it, it's just the opportunity is there for 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 the, for this team because you there are a few teams that you have on the schedule where you know it'll be a, a bit of a challenge: Pittsburgh, Vegas, Winnipeg, New Jersey. But then there are the the teams out of the picture: Nashville, Chicago, and 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 Montreal. So it's there for the taking, my friend. Just win, baby. That's all it is. Just, we're, we're still in the stage of the year where if you just win your games, you give yourself a chance. Just win. Yep. And uh, the Panthers, in order to get to 96 points, the, the most they can drop at this moment still is 10 of, of, of the next uh, 21 games uh, for, for uh, the, the Panthers. Excuse me, 20 games uh, for, for the Panthers. So only can afford to drop 10 if you want to get to that 96 uh, benchmark. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Another another Winans Wednesday a, coming off a win for the Florida Panthers. So let everybody know where they can find you online. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Winans 8. And yes, definitely always happy to do these, especially after a win. Uh, I, I really needed that one because I was in the building for that Buffalo loss. It was a, it was a rough night. So <laughs> Definitely, definitely a good, a good win for us yesterday. 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Jacob. And uh, I will see you next week as we break down the Panthers Vegas Golden Knights game next week. So I will see you then. Looking forward to it. I might be at that game myself. So I'm look, definitely looking forward to that one. Cool. See you then. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.